go. How was that for a flashy intro? I've needed to practice my videos for that. I haven't played that for a while, but I hope it's a sound check and it's working. Um, because today is going to be quite a little music on today's Where Are We? One Chat Live episode 45, the curveball I was announcing extensively during the week. Because um, I'm very excited. I'm going to bring um, an artist who I've followed probably for 15 years or more. Um, and uh, I was totally shocked when I kind of heard her talking about running on one of her Facebook lives. And I jumped in there going, oh, you run, do you? And it's like, yeah, I run marathons. Found out later she doesn't run marathons. She was just picking herself up, but she'd like to do a marathon. Um, so that was obviously uh, the challenge was accepted. And she doesn't know yet. Today's kind of an interview to see whether I'm going to nurse her towards completing her first marathon. But we'll see how it goes, obviously, with anything like that. We've got to ask a few questions first. But yeah, that's going to come up in a second. Um, first of all, um, if you've joined us live, then more than ever, obviously ask questions, wherever you like. Um, uh, she can always say no. Or I might not even let you in. But um, yeah, if you want to ask questions and do so. Um, if you're listening to the recording, then do try and join us live next time. Make an effort. You know, put a bit of life back into your life. Um, but um, yeah, all you have to do is type something in the comments and I'll bring that question up and we'll put it to Nadia Miranda. Nadea, Nadea. Oh, I thought it was Nadea all my life. I knew it was Dea back in Brighton. And then suddenly someone told me, no, it's Nadia. So I spent ages getting with that neuro tag, but apparently now it's Nadea. So Nadea. Right. Okay. So first of all, before I forget, um, a big thanks to my sponsors, the Brighton Beer Company. Um, as always, if you are looking for something to look after that fantastic facial hair, or you'd like to buy your partner something, then do go to www.thebrightonbeercompany.co.uk. Make sure you do use the code RCL15. And um, yeah, you too could look this good. Well, actually, I say that, but look at it. I'm going to have to make sure I've actually put something in before the next one. But yeah, make sure you do. It's hilarious. I always say I'm getting loads of uh, emails asking me about products and essences and stuff. So if you want to do that, that's fine. Especially from women saying, I want to get my partner something. Uh, what do you recommend? Which essence do you think you'll like? So I'm like, okay, we can chat about that. It's fine. I can do that. It's okay. Right. That said, also just a reminder that Run Chat Live conference tickets are, well, the early bird tickets are going to run out. Mm, tomorrow so um get on with that if you want to save yourself there's real life tickets if it does go ahead remember if it can't go ahead because of a second peak which i think probably is going to happen because of the wonderful british people going to the beaches and holding hands with everybody and strangers then it will turn into a virtual conference and tickets will just get transferred and you'll get to see all 10 guests live on screen i hope it doesn't happen so do make an effort out there try and keep two meters distance if you can um but like, like I say, if there is a second peak and we can't do it, it will go virtual with the same speakers, same question times. So, yeah, get those early bird tickets in now. Right. I think check my crib sheet. I've done all the housekeeping. Yes. Right. In which case, then it gives me great pleasure to bring up, like I say, somebody who for me, I mean, I've grown up with music and I remember my memories are based on music and who I was listening to. So I'm, I'm very, very honored and happy to bring up somebody who was very big in the early 2000s for me and has continued to play a great part musically since, which we're going to talk about today and also throw in a few questions about trying to get her to do a marathon. So I shall give her a little countdown and then bring up Nadea with this syllable on the last bit. I'm good. Mm. I told you I'd get your name wrong first time I said it. Nadia. That's Nadia's fine. Here. You're forgiven. Not mm -hmm. that you've asked forgiveness, but I'll give no, it to you anyway. I feel a bit yeah. better anyway. That's great. 
Um, so thank you so much for, I was saying off air just for saying yes. I just put it in as like a comment. Oh, you're a bit of a runaway. You should come on the podcast. And then you suddenly went, yeah, okay. I was like, what, really? Yeah, I'm easy. What do you want? That's so fine. That's great. I right. figure everybody should do stuff for everybody in this period, in this COVID land period. Exactly. Yeah. And talking about that, where are you spending COVID this year? I've spent my COVIDity in Australia, which has been very good because, I don't know, it's about, I mean, not that many people died here, did they? So, you know, there's not that many people here to begin with and there's, you know, social distancing is matter of fact. It just that's how that's how the cities are set out. There's no one around. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember the first time in Australia years and years ago, landing in Cairns and just looking for a skinny road and just every road was just like five times as wide as anything here. And I'd never found a skinny road, never found anything over 100 years old either. But it was just amazing. So no. I understand that. I never went to Melbourne, though. Just spent too many days in Cairns and, and Sydney. But hey, maybe one day. Right. OK, so we're going to take a nice trip down memory lane. I'm going to ask you some questions about obviously where well, not where it all started, because I remember reading something. OK, let's start before, because apparently there's a pre-Love Gods. Apparently you existed before the Love Gods. Well, I mm. Last week, I read in an interview or something that you actually at the tender age of 18, when you moved to London, you signed a major label. But you found the quote hit factory mentality less than creative. So you signed with somebody before the Love Gods. I never knew about this. this was uh, yeah, we signed to, well, we were really excited. This is me with Artie, who we ended up making the Love Gods together. I met him busking in Paris because I'd lost my passport on a Eurostar train. And, you know, I was 18 and kind of flighty. I mean, I'm still flighty, but I was really flighty. So I lost my passport, lost ticket back to Australia. I didn't have much internet then. So... Yeah, and I met him, we went busking, we went to England, we sat on the floor in someone's house and played them songs. And then, you know, within not long after we were signing to Island Records and we were very happy because we were like, oh my God, it's Island, this is iconic. It's got Bob Marley and BJ Harvey and blah, blah, um, But they quickly, they were being bought by Universal. Uh, it was just, it was, I'm not, I'm just not built for major labels. I mean, I signed with one once after that, like with Sony BMG for something else, but I'm a rebel, man. I mean, all artists are, but I can't even deal with their structure. So, mm -mm. yeah. I'm interested so to ask you that later on. Has that changed at all with age or experience? I or wish, is it still like I wish, I wish it, I wish I could, like when my kid balks at, authority and stuff i just think i don't know how to teach you anything else that if it's if a rule's stupid i can't make you do it <laughs> you know so um no i, I think you can fake it but that's it's different because when you're when we were we were you know i was very young and it was just we come to them with this song it's kind of a little kid coming to the parents like look i've made this it's like yeah next next i think we wrote about 50 songs that year like nothing was good enough for them so it's like it's almost like oh let's just pick a let's have a record company that act like your parents you know and then let's just play that thing out so uh, afterwards not that they were bad or anything they you know it was a great apprenticeship for us in learning how to write songs so we got a lot of good songs out of it i think we're about half a million pounds in debt before we'd even mixed an album so before it's come out before it's mixed they just threw money at projects and so by the third change of md in two years the third one's like i'm not taking on that debt so he's like done which was good good for us because we were not particularly you know 
uh, it, we're not, we weren't happy and there. The person we signed with had moved on because people move in record companies really, you know, they kind of company hop. Yeah. And then, then we thought, let's do it all ourselves. And that's when we, you know, started the Love Gods. Yeah, yeah. I need to mm. do one thing for me if you can. I don't know if it's your left or right, but when you're going to move, move one, move one that way. Yeah. Because otherwise, all I'm seeing is you, I've just got my logo. You can't see. Obviously, it was on my screen. That's oh, okay. It was just it was okay. just masking that good? um okay here actually hey does this name ring a bell matt Which Barge from brighton hi hi i mean i don't not so very many, many people bring... so many names not um, many no you know what it's like you get so matt, older and... might, you might have met matt matt if you're in here then it might have been in a fitness capacity it could have been just brighton matt was the owner of riptide gym along the seafront um, i think i might remember Mm. fantastic bloke um and if you don't follow him already on facebook then get to it because i think you'd appreciate his political in a number of ways is he cute yeah. i would yeah i would <laughs> <laughs> i wish for his mind i'll look, I'll look him up I'll look yeah, him up on my phone mind. while we're talking. He was in Riptide Gym with Mystic Mike. There we go. Mystic Mike. Wow. Oh, so many names came out of the woodwork. Some people I can't even mention. Some people who I think aren't upset. There was a few people who, uh, yeah, I couldn't, who came along. But yeah, Matt was very keen. He said, oh, everyone had such respect for you. Um, he ran the Funky Fish Club too. Oh my God, you ran so many things. How many oh, he things did. Did you run? The names from Brighton. And now you just run. Is that right? He's a runner now. No, Matt's like still you. well. There's a massive story there with Riptide, a tragic story because it started falling What's down, basically. It just started crumbling away. And I don't think the government did their bit or the local government to look after him. And now he turfed him out. But he set himself up in Hove Park and uh, still very much involved in the fitness community. He does strength and conditioning for a lot of runners. So if you do come back and do the Brighton Marathon, for example, then Which I will. Be, we'll, 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 well, we'll see. I'm allowed to leave Australia. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And Matt will be involved in that. So, yeah, thanks for coming, Matt. Matt, and I hope you're well. Yeah, definitely follow him on Facebook. I mean, he, I don't read the newspapers with regards to kind of any of the politics going on. I just read Matt's uh, feed, and that's fine. That's my confirmation bias ticked. Anyway, so, um, right, let's get to it. Let's watch. The idea is I'm going to, I've selected five videos, I think. Um, which don't do your career justice at all but for me personally they're ones which i like and it's my show so i can just choose what i like and then so i'm going to play a bit of it not all of them i'm gonna have to remember to switch them off because as soon as i put these on and i just kind of disappear into them but i'm going to play them and then just have some feedback from you about what you remember from them what was going on then anything you think people might want to hear make sense is that cool yeah yep good right let me find and i've oh, Put it on the big screen so people can't see me bopping away or on the day of cringing. Yeah. Just don't have the real screen, but they can I still like hear you. us. So you're welcome to talk as and when you see stuff. I was trying to work yeah, out this where this, this was filmed. This was filmed on Fun Loving Criminals tour. Uh, mm. And some of it's shot in Brighton. Yeah, probably coming home because there are only oh. two places where we slept. We had two houses throughout Britain, and that's every after every show we'd either sleep at one of those houses because we didn't have any money to pay for hotels.
Okay, so brought some memories back. Does it feel like a long time ago? Um, well, it, I just always think it's ironic because it's it still my favourite song to play. Like pretty much every yeah. concert, I still play that song because I freaking love it. I just love that song. <sighs> Unless you know? and, I, and then I feel bad. I'm like, wow, you like you wrote that when you're 20, and like since then you've just written nothing good. But I've written lots of good stuff. I just still have a love affair with that song because it. I know it just wouldn't. It wouldn't enter my psyche to write a song in that format because like you've got formats that you write and that one just didn't fit to one like it starts out like a folk song but then it just goes off in i don't know a rock realm i would have preferred to spend most of my life in yeah really you would prefer to stay yeah. there oh, that's interesting i oh, will talk about yeah, that yeah i would have, i would have yeah yeah that's interesting because it's fantastic following i'm hoping we get a progression today well we definitely will because that compared to your latest is like flip the coin over but it's not yeah. in a way because it's still well we'll talk about that later on i think that's part of your dynamic when you pair up with other people whether it's nouvelle vague or whenever you team up with someone from a different genre i think it works so well because you can still see can i say rock chick or is that derogatory no, look, no, you can still see it's the highest accolade available it is it's still there whether you're doing a bossa nova mix or an electro kind of bauhaus pop thing you can see that if you flick the button it would still turn into heroin because it's all yeah. in the background there which is i think is some one of the beautiful things about everything you've done but um touring with frontline criminals was that fantastic 100 great experience in terms of like the sudden yep. shock of, yeah it was amazing was it so awesome what happened was we had an agent in London and he gave us a one-off show with the Fun Loving Crimson. We had to fill in for someone. Someone had lost their, their, I don't know, they couldn't show up. They were to do it, I can't remember where it was, somewhere like Wolverhampton or an entire, we weren't, it's not a tiny place, but we went and played this and they saw us play. So we had one song called Such a Star that people just lost it over because it's very funny. And it was a mockery of like, um, star kind of you know x factor and all that and it was very it was very funny and so people always responded really well so they must have come out and watched the show and then they asked us to do their tour which is you know very rare because we were like fresh kind of nothing we knew nothing and, and they took us on tour and we got like we basically financed that tour by selling a little ep we sold for five pounds and that's how we financed the whole tour. And it was just amazing. It was just, it was such good stages, such good re reception. And unfortunately for them, I think their sound engineer was a super stoner. So we always sounded way better than them as a support because we had Joel, who was, you know, our sound engineer and my partner at the time. And he was so freaking good that, you know, they are brilliant musicians, but we just had amazing sound. So I think that helped us as well. Fantastic. Um, I want to play it's the same song but one of the things i love about you in particular is i mean do you have a preference for singing live or making a video and recording or is it kind of oh, live give me a proper live any day i think so i get that impression um and and also i wonder whether it's because you just sound so goddamn good live your ability and this video i gotta i'll play a little bit of it and i want to know how you got the sound or i don't know but i'm going to play it's the same song and you can tell me where it is and what was going on after i just bring a little clip up here um let's bring it up there there's Artie. there he is 
you can see it's done on a handheld phone. <laughs> the sound is so good. When you start singing, I'm like, okay, where are these hidden mics? This must be a mock-up studio. Uh, it's not a real shot, but you can hear the people in the street. No mics. It's someone's phone. Amazing. And what year would this have been? The house? It's not that long after the... 2011? No, quite. We got kicked out of England 2005 because I'd, I'd gone and toured with Nouvelle Bag and okay. for a few years, like, hung coats for a while because yeah. I had to get it together again. Yeah. Starting in new countries takes a while. I'm just going to turn this up. It's just exceptional. And this, all the videos I'm playing are obviously on YouTube. Just worshipping you there, isn't he? I mean, it's so appropriate, I think, physically and metaphorically. <laughs> you know, we got married. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was before or after that, but he's no, when I, when I was 19, we were already, already divorced by this video. Oh, really? Yeah. We got divorced. married for papers. <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but never mind. That's all right. No one's, no one's, it's only goes Nobody cares. Nobody yeah, freaking cares. Let's give it that. So that was um, in Paris, obviously. It was just a, what was it, just a street gig or something? No, I started like in, in, in a, when I was, when I was putting my first um, solo album out, uh, kind of the prelude to that, apart from getting on a lot of good support tours, was um, just playing these concerts in the street, secret concerts where I'd organize a location and just play and people would rock up. And I thought that would be a good one because I was like, wow, it's got like reverby and it's a big glass yeah. thing. It was a really hard space to work in terms of the sound. It wasn't easy. Oh, yeah, but the, strangely, that little street video, like, yeah, it's, it's had a lot of people look at it, which is amazing because I don't know who took it, but I'm very grateful. I really don't know who, who took that video. It's just oh, out no. there. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, because like if if I look up heroin, that's the one that comes up. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, so yeah. good. That's funny, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Right. Let's. Um. Okay. So I hope for people watching or listening. Obviously, if you're listening to the uh, podcast, um, which many many more of you will be doing, then you can't see what's on the screen. I apologise for that. But if you're enjoying the song or it's kind of kicking up some old memories, then everything I'm playing is available on YouTube. Just look up the name of the song, and they're pretty high up in the search results because they're so popular. Um, right, we're going to come back to that. Um, you've already mentioned that you've kind of been kicked. Why did you get kicked out of the UK? Can you say that live, or is that? Oh yeah, I can say that. Basically. Oh. It's a bit messy. It's like Artie I married in France and then we moved to England and I never quite sorted out English papers. And then I got to this like crossroads where I was like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm a bit stuck here. So I should divorce Artie and marry Joel. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all living together. It's so messy, yeah. And um, it was messy. And then I did that and then I had a breakdown and I ended up calling like um, British – 
home office and going, this is a paper marriage now in my insane fury. And they were like, right, got married for papers, which I hadn't that time. First time in France, yes. Second time, no, it was real. But anyway, I got banned for that. That was a big mistake. So me plus authority, hmm, not, doesn't work wow. out. So, well, so I got kicked out for a couple of years. Hmm. That's fine. But it took you on to great things afterwards. Maybe it was all part did. of it. Paris was awesome. Yeah. Anyway, we're going back to Paris. Let's go to your questions, your time. My Let's questions, see. my questions, because you got me on this show okay. to – because I'm such a fantastic marathon runner, and I told yeah. you the only the only thing I knew about marathons is this book. This is a oh, wonderful book. Good. Yeah, I've nearly finished this it. one. Haruki Murakami. My son's called Haruki, so I rate the guy. Yeah. Um, what I talk about when I talk about running. This is a fantastic one day read, which looks at the similarities between the creative fields. Like for him, it's writing books and running. And I remember one of the things in he does say is that. I always make sure I've still got more fuel. Like I, I, I've stopped before I've got, um, I've run out because I want to have that impetus to get on with it tomorrow, which is why he limits himself to four hours of writing and doesn't matter where he's at so that he's still got that drive. Um, he, he, he stops what he's doing. Same with running. He doesn't push it till he's absolutely ruined. He just, he stops, but he knows he could do more, but he doesn't. And I, so I really, um, I really enjoyed that. And I, all the theory made me want to run, but I never actually got it together. So, <laughs> so that's why we're here. You're going to convince me. So first things I want to know is because I'm a rickety old soul. Um, I read about um, old soul, I say old person. Um, I got, you get uh, pain, joint, jointy pain things. And they always talk about glucosamine and chom blah, 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 that goes with glucosamine. Can you please give me the lowdown? on what these things are meant to do and if they work and should I get them? Okay, so um, glucosamine chomblom blom blom sulfate is, um, yeah, one of the go-to. Huh? What's the, what's the real word for the chondrundun? Chondroitin. Chondro means cartilage and it says chondroitin, okay. yeah. It's kind of the go-to. Are you taking some now? Have you got some in that water, have you? No. It tastes horrible. <laughs> I would not put it in the water. It's gross. It's amazing that it's become so popular, really. It is a one of the most classic examples of a supplement which has done really 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 well um and unfortunately doesn't stand up to any scientific tests or evidence or nothing nothing now unfortunately yeah i'm sorry about that but the good news is mm. now you know that you can we can concentrate on more evidence-based strategies to deal with so what is it you suffer from do you get achy joints do you I'm not going to talk about this shit. That's not sexy, man. <laughs> it's like not sexy. No, since one chat um, live, this is not but, a job. Right, right, exactly. Um, so I guess this is not a sexy show. But it just, it's like Jezza joints, you know, geriatric joints. And yeah. uh, particularly the, the hips have always been like that. I don't know whether it's because I did a lot of gymnastics right. um, as a young person and put a lot of strain on all my joints because I'm six foot two. I'm probably six foot one now, you know, time shrinking. But yeah, I don't know whether that is what caused a lot of the kind of weakness or what, but every time I'd start running and when I'd start, I would just go, okay, well, I'll go for a run and I'd start at maybe 5K or something. Mm. And then the pain in the hips and the shin splints and all that just made me go, this is surely not my thing. Okay, fine. And it's a, and it's a common thing. And it's okay. joint pain's horrible. I mean, 
typically when people think about joint pain we're surrounded it's a good example of what we're surrounded by if you look it up then people say oh especially if you get to a certain age they go oh it's wear and tear it's mm. because the cartilage at the end of your bones is worn away and it's bone against bone and they get all these descriptive kind of metaphors and stuff which if anything which just makes you hurt even more mm. so the most important thing is to remember that there's plenty of people where if you the studies show if you do an MRI or something and you look at bones and the amount of cartilage that's left cartilage wears away naturally as you get older mm. and in some people it wears away quicker but those people aren't necessarily in pain so there's not a good link between lack of cartilage and pain at all and most okay. of our joints particularly in the knees there's more than enough cartilage you can affect you can you know afford to lose quite a fair amount if you are getting pain in your joints i mean pain's a massive area and it's multifactorial but one of the obvious things to do this is something you know normally you check out when you have a consultation or something but we'd look at how those joints are being held together by your muscles they're the important things so you're six foot mm -hmm. two you got long long levers mm -hmm. and legs yeah so if you think about it, unless the muscles are supporting those joints and reacting quickly, and then there's going to be a, a maybe a, a possibility that things are going to start aching and hurting and getting fatigued quicker. So mm. are you hypermobile at all? Are you quite flexible? Sorry? Are you quite yes, flexible? Yes, I'm hypermobile. I'm hypermobile. You've been diagnosed yeah. as hypermobile. So you want yes. to don't do it now, but are you kind of one of these people who bends their fingers back and it goes crazy? Just no, I don't do that, but I've always been like very okay. kind of side splits. I can still do splits, stuff like that. I mean, you know, it's a little bit. Of so flexibility sounds great and it's good if you're a gymnast. You're frozen, but I think you're going to unfreeze in a second. Unless you were drinking. Was, oh, that's okay. Maybe I should have. That's okay. That's right now. Um, yeah, I mean, flexibility sounds great, and we strive towards flexibility if you're a gymnast or martial artist or ballet or something. But when it comes to running, one of the things I'm always harping on about is you need to lose some of that flexibility. By the day you come, when the day comes and you run a marathon, you won't be able to do the splits anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, really? I, I, I'm fine with that. I'll fall for it as long as my joints don't hurt. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. I mean, as you get, as we, as you train a lot of your training is going to be strength training to strengthen the muscles around the joints and you will lose flexibility but running we talk about it's a bit like at the moment you're a bit like a slinky you know remember the slinky yep. which is great but it's not so great for running because if you try and bounce up on slinkies it's just no good we want to make you into a pogo stick okay yeah yeah well because that's the thing every time i start doing you know like strength training i'm like oh i'm losing my flexibility this can't be good for me enjoy so. it expect it i used to do martial okay. arts and i used to and i was very flexible and my only party tricks i was a terrible dancer but i could jump into the side splits or something it's like yeah wedding yeah. great matt there goes matt again Woo! and i remember <laughs> as, I got, as i gave up martial arts and got more into running then progressively my uh, appearance at weddings on the stage got more and more painful until i just couldn't even walk back to the bar because i just lost my flexibility because if you get stronger at running you basically become more like a pogo stick so you land and you bounce like a big powerful spring so but as you get less flexible and you get more strong and reactive you the pain around the joints may well go yeah because you're supporting. okay yeah so we'll be okay. strength what work. about collagen what about collagen um tablets are they do anything or they're useless as well if you imagine okay so imagine a pyramid and the useful stuff is all at the bottom that's where you're going to put your strength training your suitable running programs sleep recovery nutrition okay it's all at the bottom 
did you kind of like that sleep didn't you that's what's difficult for busy people like yourself at the top in the little bit at the top that tiny little peak at the top of the pyramid you can have supplements because we're not sure about whether they work you could have mm. um often some of the stuff we always always run to like acupuncture foam rollers um stretching um all these little things which people do but they just devote too much time to it Mm, we, need to, mm, we need to go at the bottom bit that big bottom bit okay strength training is really big at the bottom especially yeah not for all tall people but the taller you are the longer your levers you are imagine a teenager we see when we see teenagers coming in um a lot of them suffer from aches and pains because they've grown so quickly mm. long gangly kind of girls and boys but they haven't got that muscular control over their joints yet over the muscles yeah. kind of all floppy and teenager and, oh, yeah. and that's what we need to do that's why teenagers need to do strength training is your son mm. going to be told you reckon no no, no. He's, a, he's a he's a tank he's so tank. muscly he's going to be a really muscly little thing yeah but you'll see he'll go for an age when he hits 13 12 where he'll be a bit yeah and uh you can't imagine that can you 30 how is he now no I, I i can imagine him but he's just tough like he has got my my partner is the quite a good you know not quite good but he cycles a lot you know they'll yeah, do yeah. they'll be doing 100k tomorrow and that's just their kind of you know to get their coffee kind of thing and my son and he he remarks that my son's like he's got these calves like this and his little thighs are anyway he's very strong so i mean i hope he stays like that rather than gangly like me because i do believe you know physics says like you're going to have more problems there's more pressure on the joints so. no 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 no. that's you catastrophizing again just because you're I'm not catastrophizing look at these joints look at this this is like hyperflexed and yeah i can see it but no no, no this is not good it. it's like the wrong way turn no, the no, wrong no, no. way you put you get a room of women i do this in class when i'm teaching a and p and you men generally stop at kind of like 90 degrees but women then start bending down this weird wrong way oh. you naturally have more flexibility it's all part of child it, i don't Sorry. think it's not very useful this is it was useful, useful when you had your kid yeah no, cesarean cesarean <laughs> oh, fair enough but um no but that's why women generally have more relaxing and more flexibility it's part of it because okay. it's made that way so um, so no don't that i mean that's a really important thing as well when you have barriers to exercise then then it's useful looking at these things and just mm. swapping them out if they're not true so mm. i mean there's plenty of very tall distance runners who do very very well um so yeah but they have to do a lot of strength work to keep their joints from flipping out they have to do a lot of strength work to yeah give support around the joints if you didn't have mm. the muscles you'd just be a skeleton that would just fall to the ground you're just a pile of bones yeah. so it's the muscles yeah. that do the work um, look after the muscles and the joints will be looked after as well so okay makes sense um yes supplements in general top of the pyramid don't waste a lot of money on yeah. supplements no big okay. industry big trade that, that's your iron records there at the top the universal whatever you call that's at the top of the pyramid it's like the music industry okay yeah. do your live yeah. concerts and stuff at the bottom that's important stuff. yeah got it yeah right okay fantastic i'm glad we've covered so much ground already in terms of building you up into a stronger female runner I feel I feel much closer. You feel stronger now, don't you? Yeah, mm. you're, you're loving your joints more. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> go to bed doing like muscular visualization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's true. It's so true. Um, you can right. do that though, can't you? Strengthen your muscles through like imagining yourself doing the weights or doing the work. The brain plays a massive role works. in it. Yeah, 
I mean, even, yeah, Charles Atlas, I think he was a very famous kind of bodybuilder at the time. He was kind of into, yeah, you can do your whole body workout, just pulling a towel and just imagining and seeing. And there's a lot to it. I mean, the reason why, yeah, having confidence it is a physiological thing as well. You do need to break down your muscle fibers so they get stronger and build up again. Mm, but yeah. it's like everything in life. If you're confident and you believe in something, then that's, you know, part of the gut, part of the results, isn't it? Mm. So, mm. yeah. But it's seeing the results as well. Once we get you doing some strength training and you we try and get turning into a bit of a muscle Mary at the gym where you're actually getting a kick out of the fact you can squat more or hamstring deadlift more. And you start thinking, wow, I'm getting stronger. And that's part of the ball. Of okay. Get, you know, okay. It's got to get to that level. Yeah. Right. You start enjoying it. Really, that's no, no, no. I do. I do enjoy that. I do. I do enjoy getting stronger and stuff, but I, do, I have to use weights. Is oh yes right? yeah 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 yeah. But, but like this is my way <laughs> don't show me one of the 1k little dumbbells this is oh, my right. way this is my two this is one on one side but it's okay. it gets tiring after a while if you're doing it with everything you know i keep two on each side it's light but it's a you know it's a, that's all you got in covid it's full fat oh that's pretty strong sorry cow but you know <laughs> almonds ruins the bees so you can do but it's all the packaging. It's all anyway. We won't go there now. Different you may shows. be surprised at how much weight you need to lift because you've got to lift to failure. So you you've got to stop. I got what? Lift, lift to failure. failure, but that's like about ten kilos now. There you go. Yeah. On an arm. Yeah, you got to you lift. Snap. Before no, 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 no. See, that's why we need to get rid of this on oh, my poor joint. Okay. No, you won't snap. No, your body's much. Right. Better, you think? I'll try it. Wow, it's just gonna, yeah, it's just gonna turn serious. It's good. There's a lot of baggage there we need to get rid of. I need that in a day. <laughs> Psychological damage <laughs> of my oh, own thinking. On there. Anyway, let's move back to Paris. Um, okay, let's play. I mean, this video, when I found out that you were um, involved with Nivelle Vague, I'd already listened to and enjoyed because I just loved that. It was, in Brighton in particular, it was the coffee shop thing always. It got too much eventually. It was just, I'll uh, walk into a coffee shop, another Boston over mix of a New Wave 80 song. Um, but listening to you singing this song, and it was just exceptional because I love the violin films anyway. So let's just put this up for people who aren't familiar with it. Great live performance. I don't think I'm familiar with this, this thing you're watching now. I haven't watched it. Really? Oh, nice. This is a good example of what I mean, where you can take someone and make them sing kind of this sort of song, but the rock chick will always be in there. This is massacre. Seriously. <laughs> it's 
like, I, f I freaking love the Violet Femmes. And when I had to do this song with them, I'm like, this is a, this is abuse. Like, this is, I, that's what I think. <laughs> but seriously, the, I always tease um, Marc Collin, like, any gig I play with, Nadea and Becky, I'm like, this is the best thing he's ever done. Mark Collins, the producer, it's the energy. You could put this video to any Love God song and it would be it would still work. Yeah, it would just be the Love God. Huge. But that was why it was so hard because it's like you're in the band where you have to be a like gentle, soft French person. And I was like, that ain't gonna happen. I'll just do my thing. <laughs> you can deal with it. Yeah. Who's um who's that singing with you? Which singer is it you were She's a, she's not actually French, she's Russian. What's but, her name? Um, she was the she was the girlfriend of Mark at the time. Her name's Jenya. Jenny, because yeah. they went through quite a few singers, didn't they? Oh, there's been there's been a lot of singers. An awful yeah. lot. Um, I felt sorry for her because she was trying. Why? Well, because oh, she, it was just like it was just must have been hard. It was like nice voice and everything, and and looking great. But then suddenly there was this just next to her, and it's like how do I keep? No, up but that, that? that was always the thing in New Velvet. Like, you needed the really sweet one and the kind of less sweet one. So <laughs> I I got that place which was fine by me mm. Mm. Yeah, but how come i mean most of the stuff i've seen you were on uh, let's see you had a few songs on the th number three album wasn't it you, I, I had number three the last album i sing a couple of songs on yeah. um but i didn't, didn't join you, them until then it's weird when you look at them on one video there's so many different on three it rather annoyed me because you don't sing that do you it's someone else it's some uh, brazilian singer which one Elysia. Oh, Booster in the Sun. Yeah, yeah, different version. Not as good. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't use that. That's yeah. fantastic. But anyway, um, and I would have liked to have seen you have sung up. That, when I look through the playlist of those songs, I'm just thinking, well, she should have sung that. Well, she should have sung that. Well, she could have sung that. I don't know what he does. I think he just covers his bases and he just gets as many people kind of doing stuff because he knows at some point. Me. Our lips are sealed yeah. would have been amazing. You and Terry Hall would have just been fantastic combination but i think wasn't. melanie does it is it melanie i think melanie does that she's one that. she's yeah. good she, i like her yeah oh this yeah. but anyway so yeah um so you didn't like that you didn't want sorry you didn't like watching that video but it was a good experience all in uh, all the live concert oh, it was a great experience i could play royal albert hall what mm. do you want like that's <laughs> all i wanted all i wanted was play glasmere royal albert hall that's it i can go home now you know um no they were they're, they're my favorite they're my favorite gigs and it's like yeah that place was sold out yeah. and because there were so many people desperate to play that show we had a lot of guests so you kind of had to pull coordinate everybody in front of five thousand people that are just there for a glorified covers band and so it's quite you know it's quite audacious to be playing roll out the hall with a covers band right of course i yeah. think <laughs> Anyway, so to pull that off with all these people, you know, behind the scenes going, oh, please, Mark, please, 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 I play that show, play, play that show. So you've got, so you got to make it all seem smooth and like everybody's wanted and welcome and necessary. And it was good. At the end of that show, he did, he, Mark never said thank you in a big way after a lot of things, but that one, he was just like, thanks. And I did a good job. I did a bloody good job. Mm. I did a great job. That was good. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was good. I wish I'd been out then. I think that would definitely be one of them. It just looked, the energy looked amazing. Um, it was good. Mm. No, but that, that was a, that was a great experience. I mean, come on, I I did not expect after I got kicked out of England, I was like, I'm never going to do my favorite job again. I've lost my like literally. It was like Love Gods was like my baby. I was like, I've lost everything, 
and I don't know where to start in this country and I don't speak French and I, I, I'm stuck here, what do I do? And a year later, he asked me to sing on a project called Hollywood Mon Amour and then a month later asked me to join Nouvelle Vague. So I, I was back in the UK. Actually, I couldn't even go to the UK. I thought, oh no. And luckily I passed through Scotland where they didn't check my passport. So I was okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, yeah, it worked out well for you. I didn't realise you were so, – well, I can imagine you being a bit annoyed about kicked out of England, but I'm glad it worked oh. out. <laughs> Let me check up a few comments here. Um, let's see. Did, 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 Graham Knight, who went was a big fan of yours back in the day. What did he say here? Hi, Anadea. I remember your gig at the Sussex Art Club. That's why I went, Graham. Yeah, definitely. Really well. What's your favourite venue to play? Oh, do you remember your favourite venue to play in Brighton and beyond? Uh, many, many. Sussex Arts Club was great because we had a monthly show then, so we could try out new material, and it was like, it's like your posse, so mm. you do whatever, and it was really good there. Um, I think um, I, I never really had great gigs at Concord. I've never had a good gig at the Concord, um, but I really liked the venue, and yeah, there's it wasn't there some there's some place there's a corn exchange there's one towards Hove Way. I don't really know. And I like playing the Spiegel, Spiegel tent. I love playing that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the Sussex Art Club has some fantastic. I mean, that was all back in the era of kind of magic butterfly and candles everywhere and kind of just, yeah, just basically quite religious. <laughs> it was, they were religious mm -hmm. events, weren't they, at the end? All oh, musical <laughs> or sporting events are religious events. I don't, I don't get the sporting <laughs> ones, but, yeah, for some people, that's their church, going to see their favourite band or you know their favorite team i see i don't even know the word team i use band for team but, yeah. also we got natasha bidgood yes you know hello how are you tash so there you go yeah. that was somebody else when i was schooling through brighton people she's going oh yeah yeah i know the i remember the day on that and yeah so there you go natasha i told you i'll stick you up there yeah i know she's with a beautiful boy ellis in that picture yeah she actually took photos of me with a massage school um who i'm doing some work with as well so it's a small world so there you go um, she's, a, she's she was, an amazing photographer oh, she's amazing it was great. Good, everybody if you need photos in brighton you should go, and around the world you should fly her in natasha Bidgood. go and see her photos she's done she did the photos on uh, venus gets even the first oh, really? album she did all the photos for that she did a lot of the love gods photos as well she she pretty much did everything she's my favorite photographer in the world to work with by the oh, way she kept that yeah. quiet i thought you just made so yeah and the photography for that no no yeah. we were in our garden just having some photos taken for the for the massage school and um mm. yeah, she noticed there was some beautiful kind of like violet or plants it was but she was like no come down a bit and she took this kind of image where it's through these plants and stuff <laughs> it's supposed to be just mugshots here we are here's your teachers but it's um, grass effect coming through and this yeah it's amazing yeah very good um right we're going on to uh okay it's your turn i think now yeah your question. oh it's my turn yeah, so yeah. my question is because since i've been in australia because in france i don't know anyone who does sport to any great extent people just smoke cigarettes and that's fine they're happy that way they like it like that so i've always i guess through living in france i've been like oh people who do a lot of sport that's really weird something wrong with them um and since moving to australia which is a place i just thought oh god you're out doing sport things at 5 a.m this is not my place to be um i'm my partner is one of those types of people and um pretty much everyone i know 
here. A lot of my friends, they're all hardcore. Like one of my best friends is an Iron Man, and they all seem to do this. And I don't. I I, I want to know why. That's what I want to know. Being on the other side of the fence, someone who's never pushed that, like I get perfectionism in terms of gymnastics, and I. Oh, you know, I like, you know, I'm, my body's super fit. Like I'm not like, so I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not weak at all, by the way. Um, even if I sound like I am because my joints all hurt, <laughs> like I'm pretty strong relative to people around. But these people, I don't get why they do it. Like my partner's just like, if he doesn't go riding for a couple of days, he's nut job. And so I want to, are you doing it to appease the nut jobbiness in yourselves or is it like your body gets used to it or you just like functioning at this higher frequency or what, what is it? Yeah. I know it's going to be different for everybody, I suppose, but a lot of the time for exercise, it's probably the same people are using it to reach the same state, which you get maybe when you're listening to music or creating music or, although at the end of the day, you haven't got a creative thing which you've made, you've had that experience. And it really is a kind of a celebration of a, although you're going somewhere, it's kind of the classic cliche of you're having the journey of going from A to B and any enjoyable run or anybody or cycle, it's about the journey, the experience throughout. There was a nice quote from a famous runner. Um, if you want to, what was it? I wrote it down actually. If you want to win something then just do hundred meters, but if you want to experience something, then do a marathon. And that kind of sums it up in the sense there is a big journey. If you train for one, this is why a marathon's got the fame it has. Half marathon, 13.1 miles. You know what? As long as your joints don't fall apart, you could probably do that with minimum training. You know, it's, it sounds like quite a long way, but as long as you're living sensibly and you're quite strong, you could probably knock out kind of like two and a half hours or something first off. A marathon, however, doubling that, you've got to train properly, you've got to sleep properly, you've got okay. to eat properly, you've got to make changes in your life. Um, so it is kind of a little story which you introduced to your life and you make changes and, and constantly you feel better for it because of all the other little things which you're giving up or making time for. Mm. Um, so I think it's part of that. It's just that endorphins and everything and the sense of accomplishment and achievement. And, and it's quite easy to do really compared to some of the other mm. things like doing what you do takes an awful lot of effort and time and but right as soon as you get out that door and you're in your own head and on your bike inside your head you're superman straight away or superwoman mm. whatever you want to be you know you close your eyes and you're the lead with the pack out there and it's just a lovely place to be um so i mean i think all humans have got that desire to feel that escapism and we just all do it in different ways but sport is a very popular way because it's easily accessible um mm. so but it is something you can learn and you can change not everyone's born with the endure kind of gene um studies mm. have shown that it's something once you start doing and getting into it i mean some people go too far the other way and they get addicted to it and they can't exist and like you say they become a nut job if they don't do the exercise it's like <laughs> like any passion you know it can go too far the other way and become a bit of an addiction a lot of running injuries do, most do runners shave their legs like, not as much as cyclists <laughs> or swimmers in that order unless they're triathletes um but uh ah it's really uh, bad <laughs> oh i don't want to on that <laughs> there's uh yeah i don't know if I can do that. but um yeah but it's something which often seems like a couch to 5k is a fantastic thing for people who just sit on the couch but it's amazing during that process of 
building up towards running 5k how people change psychologically because it is a physiological thing as well when you run everything starts turning around and working together and your body's just celebrating inside physically and mentally it's just a celebration of what your body can do how far you take it is up to you but it is a uh, yeah it's pretty powerful so that's why these people yeah. but it's not so dissimilar to music at all the same thing can happen when you switch a song and you close your eyes you just go to a happy place don't you you know and you're or sad place depending on the song it's very yeah, simple parallels. like a marathon is like it's as great. long it's like a, you know it's like pro proper commitment it's that I yeah don't know. but there is that as well because it's nice committing to something which kind of feels it, it makes you prioritize a little bit more in life looking after your body and everything it just feels good and you start dropping some of the baggage that people are trying to say mm. it's people who like are getting pulled out to the pub all the time when we used to be able to and you don't really want to go you're tired but you, that's the only social mm. you and you just think oh, i'll go and have a few drinks then you wake up in the morning with an empty wallet and you and you stink of alcohol and you're like oh i didn't really want to do that why am i doing it for marathon mm. training a lot of people just come out of that and it just changes it for like normally a 12 to 16 week program the journey is amazing it's amazing mm. and you need a bit of help and guidance and it's like any journey it's peaks and troughs and you fall off the wagon a little bit but when you mm. get to the end, the great thing about a marathon is the actual race day is the easiest part in the sense that all you've, you've trained for it. You know, it's, it's probably mm. like the concert you do where you've practiced and practiced and you've gone through hell and musicians have left or joined. Things have gone wrong. You've changed tunes. But when the actual concert arrives, bam, you're just on stage doing it. And it's like a celebration of all those kind of I'm making that up, by the way, because I've never played in a band. I know. Just... I'm <laughs> listening to you go, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> analogies and comparisons. Not I'm not, though, because it's your show, you know. Yeah. So. But isn't there a certain celebration when you actually do a concert where you think all this hard work? No, no, my celebration, well, it's different. When you tour, that's what it is, because it's like, it's not that you learn it all and then you play that one show. No. And then after about the 60th show you've done, then you'll you might hit one and it's just in, but no, like for example, I did all these live shows during COVID lockdown. None of them felt like that. They, if I got one song where I was like, oh, I can actually breathe. This is like, this is working and it's good. It, there were like moments, but consistently, not unless you're touring a thing yeah. and it's so locked in and you've got all the band, I think, cause I wasn't playing with a band cause you, everyone was isolating, right? you you by yourself where, when you get locked in with the band like with the love gods when we'd hit that it was that was my favorite band to play with because your songs your people is all is all it's all born of these songs written in this one room with this person Artie, and it all stemmed from there and we were tight we rehearsed all the time you know and it was and it was a great energy and all the bands i've worked with since then it's it's not been like that. Like Nouveau Vague never rehearse. Like they'll do like five days of rehearsals and then that's it. You go on tour and they just don't, they hate rehearsing. And um, my my bands, they all rehearse, but, um, and when they were tired, they're super tired and it's great, but it's not the same as you're just with that same team of people. But no, so no, no, it's rare. It's really rare unless you're touring. You don't, you don't get the, all that preparation for one show and then it's amazing. It's not the same as marathons in that way right i think no i'll think another analogy for next time i'll, I'll yeah just know, <laughs> i'll leave you to ponder yeah totally opposite yeah. right okay um let's go to let's take um but it's yeah. going to cut out your time's going to run out i've got a question about the shoes first okay go to the shoes 
I want the shoes. I need to know about the shoes. shoes What shoes? What What shoes? shoes? I mean, it's easy. You ready for this? What yep, shoes do you gone. think you need? What do you, what do you know about shoes? What do you? How do you I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Like, if I if I keep getting like shin splints and sore knees, I clearly don't have. You know, there's one aspect maybe shoes might be interesting right. to know about. So, I've kind of already alluded to it. But shoes and in paper. Your oh, you're going to be disappointed. Oh, it's just up the top. Is it? Top is it? Because oh, some Ow. people run with no shoes, don't they? Aren't they like no no shoe runners? No sometimes? champions, no elites. It's no, kind of, okay. It's one of the competitions. It's a fad. It's a fad. Okay. There's a place for it, maybe in training, but yeah, until we see a world champion in any event apart from Zola Bud, which was like years ago, um, win anything, then it's yeah, you can't lose no. in the Okay. But in terms okay. of shoes, it's a very good point. Um, unfortunately, the the only shoes science out there is just being disproved. If you go to a shop, I don't know it's like in Australia, but it's getting a bit better in the UK, but they kind of go and talk about this overpronation thing where if, depending on when you stand, if your arch drops down to the floor, then they say mm. you're an overpronator. And when you run, if your arch stays up too high, you're an oversupinator. And if your arch stays in the middle, then you're perfect. You're a perfect human being to run. And unfortunately, as my cynicism suggests, it's just a load of bogus again. It kind okay, of, so it's rubbish. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, okay. What we do know about shoes is, and it's not very exciting, but you need to wear shoes which are comfortable. <laughs> Okay. okay thank you that's, that's really it. helpful that's amazing can you imagine <laughs> I would a shoe take... shop trying to sell a hundred dollar pair of shoes based on that are these comfortable oh they're the perfect shoe <laughs> you. like, really i'm going to go down the road where they have a treadmill with a flashy machine and lights and they're going to talk about overpronation and oversupination and moments and forces and vectors and... because they like... just need to be comfortable well it's an important thing because a lot of people unfortunately they do go to a shop they're looked at on a treadmill and the tech, well, not, I can't use the word technician, the person serving them sees that their, their foot arch drops and they say, oh, you need one of these overpronation shoes because that keeps your arch up. And the studies have shown that that might make things feel a bit better. We don't know why. It okay. might make things feel worse or it might have no difference at all. Sometimes it can make things feel worse because we just don't know why some people get injured in some shoes and some people don't. Mm. Um, it's really a celebration of human variety and how we don't know why things work for some runners and others. So to make it really individual, just wearing what is comfortable for you. Now that okay. said, some people discover on their own kind of testing shoes out that they work better with a more cushioned sole. Some people actually find out they work better with a less cushioned sole. Some people, when they're given this freedom to wear what the hell they want, like women's shoes for example all these brands have women's style but women's style basically are the same shoe but they're a bit narrow in the foot so we mm -hmm. see a lot of female runners who feel obliged to buy the women's style which is done in some kind of female color whatever that is and then they're not comfortable but then they try on the men's shoe which is slightly wider in the forefoot and it's like oh my god i can breathe again so it's not being dictated based by what the shoe companies kind of um yeah suggest you should be wearing and there's all different factors like how high the heel is which can make a difference um so it's yeah finding a brand that works for you but again if you're getting pain then the type of shoe is something we can play around with but 70 to 80 percent of problems like shin splints and most running injuries are more to do with inappropriate training like you're doing too much too soon okay. or too often. that's the big one or and what would be a distance you'd start with it depends how long your bit of string is at the moment depends just something with game which is comfortable for you if we were doing a 16 week i mean anyone can train for a marathon in more or less 16 weeks as long as you okay. just climb that hill slowly and start off at a sensible pace now we normally okay. recommend that in that journey you know you make obviously you can run 5k you can run 10k and then you can run 10 miles and 
15 mm. miles but it's um just that little climb um normally before people start in a 16-week program we make sure that they can comfortably run obviously 5k um mm. and in part of their training they do a comfortable half marathon but that can all be part of 16 weeks that's all good okay your eyebrows raised at sleep and recovery which is one you know which has got a lot of science <laughs> um, attached to it we know that as soon as you get less than eight hours sleep then your risk of injury goes up eight hours isn't that crazy when was the last time you had eight hours sleep a lot of hours sleeping <laughs> a lot of hours i think the first time after having my son the first time i got six hours sleep was when i caught a plane back to france and i was like wow this was amazing so yeah no i don't know many people who get eight hours sleep especially kids no it's true and all the successful runners i know who after having kids manage not all of them but a lot of them it's because they've got a very obliging partner who's basically doing all the stuff in the background to look after the kids and stuff and it's very tricky but not everybody some people can get by on less sleep but it's if you're training for a marathon then one of the biggest factors we say if you want to get through just do what you can to improve your quality of sleep it might be earbuds yeah. eye mask um, it could be um, switching off the webcam with the kids screaming if you've got a baby just making some changes maybe during the 16 weeks just letting your partner know, look, unless you want to see bitch from hell for 16 weeks, whether it's male or female, you've got to step in here a little bit because I'm going to do this marathon and you're going to have to take a little bit. So more you have to have the goal, though. You have to book in for the marathon to keep yeah. your inspiration up. Yeah. And even okay. and if you are with somebody and you have got kids or something, they've got to be part of this plan. They've got to realize that you are going to get a bit grouchy. You are going to need to fit the time in to do the runs okay. and they're going to have to sort of help a little bit. So it is for couples it is very much a because if you start getting stressed out and arguing that's again a form of stress which is going to take its toll mm. on you that's where injuries come from if you're stressed out yeah. you've got to throw the monkeys off to use a corporate expression right yeah I've, I've got to play a bit more of your music are you okay if we shoot a little bit over what do you what's your next commitment yeah that's fine okay i just want that's to make sure fine. i get a bit in okay let's play this so from i mean i loved the the three what's the three albums wasn't it yeah three albums kind of a well we'll talk let's play it and i'll talk about what took you down this style let's have a little go is and i am a deep sea diver though i don't get my thrills from the catfish in china i've had a thousand dreams so many Okay, I love that song. Amazing. Uh, Good song. Oh, it's a great mm. song. And it yeah, seems Vodafone me... used it in Europe. That, did they? that means you've got good taste. Yep. Yep. Hold Thank on. you, Say Vodafone. That again. They used it, did Vodafone they? Vodafone used it for their ad. I think it was a Bulgarian oh, well, Vodafone. Oh, so I was so that means you've got good taste. Oh well, well I don't know. Because I mean I would say, and I mean this in the nicest way. Oh come on, they had the dandy warhols in that like they yeah, they were using true. that dandy warhol song. Yeah, Does that true. Vodafone have good taste? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. 
but it is the whole production of that just seems i don't want to say more mainstream but it just it looks impeccable it's shot so well the song is instantly catchy in a great way was it something you were spying to do or what was the background to no the only reason i was in la is i was chasing an ex-boyfriend <laughs> you know so i was like that's a good treatment let's do that one it's in la <laughs> so that's why that happened um and then ironically the guy in the in the video is this the, this orange, the orange guy yeah. He wasn't originally in it. Originally, that video happens. She's riding all over LA, and at the end, she kisses the person she's meeting up with, and it's a girl, right? This is the end. Except the girl, they just made it. She was wearing these gross, like, grubby vests, and she just looked like white trash. Okay. And I was like, that's not working. So a guy I'd met, he picked up my hat on the street. I was like, you'll do it. I didn't realize he's quite a well known actor over there. But anyway, so. He had to, well, when I'd left LA, he stepped in and did all this orange man stuff to make it a little bit more interesting video. So that was him in terms of the song. Um, when I got to Paris and I didn't have, you know, like the love gods or any job, I, I, I did a job hanging coats and I met this guy who happened to be an orchestra conductor. So as soon as I met him, couldn't get a band together. Rehearsal spaces are really expensive in Paris. I thought, I'm just going to write stuff for an orchestra type thing. And consequently, that's why that orchestration's all there because he's, he's a genius. Nico's a genius. So, there we yeah. go. That's what it is. That explains the sound change. Yeah. It's, um, but it's a lovely genre, which I think really suits you well. Uh, I don't know. How would you describe that kind of music? Would you give it? It's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of, I guess it's a bit jazzy. It is jazzy, isn't it? Yeah. But it's weird because it's, it's still got the kind of, you know, I'm still going to be a rock singer no matter what. Well, that's the thing. I do. Yeah, yeah. You can still hear that in the background always, whether it's a, yeah. or the video, a facial expression or a movie thinking, oh my God, suddenly it's going to turn into this. It's great. It's very yeah. powerful. Um, yeah. And that's, and I love that album as well. I really do. Let's move on swiftly to, because talking about meeting men in LA, um, let's go mm. track pipes and guns and things. This video is obviously quite incredible. I'm going to have to play at least one minute, 30 seconds of this video, if that's okay with you. Oh, you, yeah. Oh, you got to play it. You've got because to play it today. If you haven't seen it, then it's kind of quite important. Um, or you can cut in. You can cut in. You can start from later. No, okay. Oh, this is the build. Let's go. Okay, go on. This will be. Um, yeah. Okay. Right. Where is it? Um, bum, 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 bum. I directed this video. You have to like it. With just one bikini and one iPhone. Yeah, and one iPhone 4S. <laughs> Met a man with a crack pipe and a gun in his hand, in his hand What a scene, but it seems to me he's done all he can, all he can All he knows is the dragon's throat and the master plan, master plan So I follow him down, follow him down, follow him down Knuckle wide in the dead of the night, no place to run, place to run. Yellow flies, no surprises, been having no fun, having no fun. Tunnel vision down a rabbit hole, well it's all he knows, all he knows. Still I follow him down, follow him down, follow him down. Still I follow him down, follow him down, follow him down. Oh.
starts, but it starts again. But it wanted to end, wanted to end. Need relief from a heavy grief, heavy grief, heavy grief. But I'm beef, but I'm mad at, but I'm mad at again, mad at again. All right, talk me through it. <laughs> Where do we start? Hey. Well, you, you, I'm going to talk you through it. What happened was, yeah, I had this idea for a video. I was obviously pregnant. And so initially I thought, oh, I'd, I'd be like all painted, like people will be painting me. You can't see what you're painting. And then she's in the desert. Da, 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 da. Anyway, I asked Moby to direct it. I asked a guy called Billy Zane to direct it. All of them like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they saw that they like Billy Zane have to be painting on my body, he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm fine. It really, he's, a, he's an actor, by the way, but he mm. wanted to become and uh, he wanted to become a he was becoming an artist at the time he's like well like a spatula on your on the tummy like i use a paint with spatulas it uh, kind of won't work after spending three hours discussing it with me i'm like okay cool write to moby hey moby da, da, da. and he writes back going yeah yeah send me your idea send it no reply <laughs> and then i do it i do it i film it with this one guy and he doesn't get the camera angle right. So I just like like a kind of chick who's drunk too much and you know has a bit of a pot belly and that's it. And I was like, well, that's not the look I'm going for. So I end up, so I've got no money left, no more kind of contacts. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, okay, I'll do it myself. And seriously, getting the right angle, like I probably had to do, I don't know, 15, 20 takes. So you have to squat so that when you come up and there's the big reveal, my, when you're talking about strength work, the next day I could not walk because I was a heavy baby. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, and the, the girl who did the makeup, I think I paid her about 60 euros. She was genius. She was she directed me to do like kind of stuff with the makeup you'll see later in the video. Anyway, yeah, so it worked out really well, despite, you know, I tried all these all kinds of avenues and I ended up having to make it myself. Including Billy Zane. What a great story. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I ran in, I'd known him years before and then I ran into him in LA and I was like, hey. Was he the guy with the gun hey? with a crack pipe? I can imagine Billy Zane with a crack pipe and a gun for some reason. But... No, he's more suave than that. <laughs> I don't think so. Anytime he picked me up, he's no, no, not like that. No, well, the lyrics, where does that come from then I'm, i've listened to the song a few times it's amazing and and for me that beat in the background i mean in your live performances on facebook live there's so many times where it's beautiful the way the song comes together because you'll click something and that background beat will come in and then you'll start playing a guitar if you're standing up or the tune will come in it and that song's very much like that it's just wonderful that kind of bass tune going through it and then everything being layered on What's what's the lyric behind it though? What's that about? Where did they come from? The lyric, oh, well, when I was having my breakdown at the Love Gods and stuff, I um at the end, I got married to Joel. I'm just telling you everything because whatever. I got married to Joel. I was like insane. Like I didn't sleep. I didn't eat. I just I'd lost the plot. And uh, I was at the beach dancing every night because I was mental, you know. And I see this guy sitting in a car and I think he's smoking something and literally he was masturbating in the car and because I was so nuts I had no fear. So I just walked up to him and I'm like, Are you okay? <laughs> like, do you and so that for me that was the thing, met a man with a crack pipe and a gun in his hand. Like that I, and so when I came out of my craziness and I moved to Paris and everything had settled down, I wrote down all these titles of things. I thought no one's going to believe me. So hence the Venus Gets Even album that had songs like Pinot Noir and poetry, even quadruplets, all kinds of things that people be like, that's not real. And that's how this one was. I met a man with a crack pipe and a gun in his hand. But that was the title. 
but it's his penis in his hand. Oh, I see now. Yeah. Does anyone else deep, know that? So deep. <laughs> I don't know. It was obvious obvious to me. I don't know on, on that video, I can show you that. I listen to lyrics and says, oh, what she's saying actually is the gun is a penis. This doesn't become. No, crazy. then it's used. It's a metaphor for addiction, you know, and how you try and save someone, you generally go down, the, you know, go down with them. Yeah. Was it controversial at all in the sense of women pregnant like that dancing around the bikini i don't think it should have been but uh, did it, did it really... i don't think anybody got to that point because people have a 10 second attention span so i i would get to radio interviews and i would go have you seen the clip yeah yeah it's you in a bikini i'm like you haven't watched the clip really? don't fucking watch it and then you can talk to me yeah sorry i'm actually swear about that but, yeah. description on the video i think it, someone added maybe it was you but it said look okay i wrote it more than a minute 30 seconds because that's the whole point of it yeah. That's a huge thing. Well, the thing is, yeah, I mean, the thing is I would have to, in retrospect, I would have had to do, there's various things I could have done that would have helped. But, yeah, it was. It, it happens where it happens and most people don't have the attention span to get to that point. That's so sad because it's such a power. I don't know whether it was, was it in, were you making a statement there? Was it a little bit of? Yeah, yeah, because uh, you, you're pregnant. Well, there are multiple things I was talking about. One is the selling of, an image on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, like you're selling, this is what you're selling, but this is what's really going on in your life. Like the, the juxtaposition of that. Number two is I'd be walking down the street pregnant and suddenly people are looking at you weirdly or they'd be looking at you one way and then they see you pregnant and suddenly they change. I'm like, what's the difference? I got like this from having sex. Like, why am I suddenly like on the shelf? I mean, I get it on a biological level. I'm non-impregnable, but you know, like in, it just that shift was just so drastic so it's it was multiple things that um i was working with yeah i would love to have seen a study of guys watching it and seeing their reaction at a minute 30 whether they had their gun in their hand and then suddenly dropped it <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing well my friends are just like i knew there was something coming because your boobs are not that big well, that, that's you, know, you followed you for a while there yeah, there is something which loyal fans would go hold on <laughs> yeah uh, so. but uh but for anyone who's like i mean obviously i think sometimes for a lot of guys until you've had kids you just can't be mm. expected to admire i mean for some for guys had a kid like i've got two kids when you see that it's just like it just it's like amazing it's like a celebration of female body and everything mm. guys who haven't had kids yet that's like a whoa what's going on there should be a title it depends it depends there are some people kind of who did. actually like really like find women who are pregnant not by them very attractive don't know yeah. you have to go into their past to work that one out but um, yeah talking about um messages and comments in terms of i mean your latest thing which i need to finish up on because i realize we're running out of time um with the nadea nadea and becky you got it <laughs> <laughs> it's only taken me an hour and 12 minutes um again part i'm hoping people if they do watch these videos there's been such a progression of difference but i think in terms of like a message behind it i'm going to play a little bit now in case people haven't seen it this is from your new album isn't it it's from an ep, EP. yeah so it's available on spotify but that's about it and um well we'll just say the name of the um album at the moment um dream bitches, oh, dream bitches yeah which i'll ask you about in a second but let's play a little bit first of all
that's where your career yes. is to date it has <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, i mean um, obviously i love it i think it's amazing i think it's particularly great if you watch the other videos and listen to the other songs on it because there's something going on there isn't there i mean what is the tell me the story of nadea and becky and what you set out to do or maybe how it changed as you were doing it background i don't know i had a couple of babies voice doesn't work the way it used to work amazingly i i strain i have to work so hard to get anywhere near the notes i used to have so i thought screw it i'm gonna write myself a project that's really easy to sing <laughs> by having a spoken one because i'm like well i'm still gonna write music and i'm writing for some people who can actually pull off the stuff that i write you know like that can carry it well but i thought on the off chance that I don't get my voice back together because it's, it's been it's been tough that like, all my body moved around I had a like you know people don't want to hear about it but I had a full-term stillbirth and then I had my son like a year after so it's, a, it's very heavy on the body and um I think the trauma also associated with all that stuff meant that there's just been some glitch going on so that's how I wrote this stuff but yeah so I, and I also wanted to, to do something because a lot of the time I write in a very emotional way and I wanted to write in a way that was not emotional, that was just semi-cerebral and fun, funny in a way, because it's like this one's the, one of the least funny ones, but it's still quirky with its wording. So uetu means where are you? And I think these days it's like where is anybody? Most people are in their phones, they're in their heads, they're, you know, and I guess that's what the running does as well because it brings you to a place of eventually being present. You have to be present to your body, to breathe, to you know like to the nature whatever it eventually you get to a point where you're actually there and so the song is going where are you are you under my dress are you you know are you and and who are you ultimately you know like behind your dramas behind all the theater that we put on who are you so yeah but still done in a fun way it's true what you say because that's why i think it needs to be listen to and videos listen to the lyrics of some of the other songs because it's part of like i was wondering why that billionaires which is kind of mm. quite a political statement it's got a lot of great messages in it that's not on the ep though is it what was that no that'll come on the album oh will it oh fantastic because i mean that i think that's a there's there's one on youtube of you singing it i can't remember it's on like a video pop channel or something or but it's youtube basically live singing it and that's amazing as well mm. Was it your intention to have a little bit more of a critical message behind there in the words you're using, especially in songs like the Billionaire and the Kombucha video and stuff? It looks like there is a message there, but you're kind of getting that message out whilst having two girls having fun doing yeah, a video, which you wouldn't expect. Yeah, there are messages. It's about, you know, it's about consumerism, kombucha, and just will basically buy anything. But I'm amazed that you pick, I'm grateful that you picked up on it because most people are like, oh was that <laughs> and i thought really i thought it was really obvious but i guess it wasn't and yeah so i'm happy so if one person goes oh, right. oh i get what i get what you're kind of doing i'm like awesome this is amazing and that that's how i feel about it because obviously releasing it in france that i well they don't even know what kombucha is so why would you sing about it and billionaires uh, they, they can't get into the nuances so i'm really happy if like an anglophone's listened and kind of gets the yeah i was going for a more cerebral kind of outlook on life rather than this emotional kind of where life moves you it's more like well what am i witnessing and yeah oh, I, yeah well i think in england at that point maybe it's just us because we're used to that kind of 
thing i don't know but yeah it comes out, and it's a great pairing i think because how did you meet becky she was with nouvelle vague but was it kind of more directing before or something or was that uh, she i think she sung on a couple of albums i know she's only done a couple of concerts with them but she she was i'd originally contacted her to direct a video for me for milk for milk teeth another yeah. album of mine and um then i said oh can you sing on and she's got a really good voice and mm. it, no, I, I I liked it, and I liked that she had the British side because the songs yeah. were written with a very British. They're, they're meant to be sounding British in my head, so um, she matched perfectly. So she did that, but um, we'll see how that whole thing I goes. Know. I think for the English market, I mean, she's she's great. She's and it is like that mixture. I mean, yeah, she's got and and she manages to hold the screen with you because she looks like she's got enough attitude as well. You know, oh, she's got attitude. <laughs> you can see yeah. it shine through. <laughs> she's got a lot of attitude. You know, like yeah. I was comparing it to Nouvelle Vague, where it's you on screen going crazy, and the other one kind of looking a bit like, oh my god, okay, mm, let's keep yeah, it going. Yeah, yeah. You can see she pushes in front of you. It's like, at you go, oh, my yeah. turn, sort of thing. And that's brilliant. It's lovely to see anyone she, can do she's that. She's a, a Leo, I think. Yeah, I don't is. know much about Leos, but if you believe in that stuff, it probably works. Now, well, yeah. what are you then? I'm a Capricorn, like that trudging, just keep working in the back. Right. <laughs> keep going. That's me. Like keep climbing the freaking mountain. Yeah. So it's an EP out at the moment. Um, that's, um, and then there's going to be an album out. When then? There'll be an album out. Um, I don't know when it's coming out, depending with COVID and everything. Cause okay. everything's kind of moved before that. I've got um, two vinyls coming out. So my two of my albums are coming out on vinyl in, um, yeah someone in england he started a company to put out vinyl it's called fetch happened and so we're going to put out with previously unreleased love god's material oh, wow. on the double album of while the heart beats and yeah. previously unreleased songs as well so that's exciting because that's a double album so there'll be at least uh, eight songs that have never been heard before mm. oh wow that is very exciting oh great news yeah and, and i have vinyl oh no that's exciting that's great news um, in terms of your Facebook lives, which I've kind of tried to be big up and people to listen to and watch, um, because this you Sunday, may, yeah, big this one this Sunday. Sunday. Will, it will be on earlier because I want people to go to the protest in the UK. Mm -hmm. So it'll be 10 a.m. UK because usually we do it at first Sunday of every month, 11 a.m. UK, but it's going to be 10 so people can go off and do the protest, at least in London, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, or I don't know, are you having protests in Brighton as well? I'm sure there will be wherever there's a, yeah, yeah fine, pretty um, clued up for that. There'll be something going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. So it's at 10 o'clock on Sunday, but if your choice is <laughs> me on the protest, please bloody protest. <laughs> uh, uh, seriously, ours are on tomorrow. And um, yeah, yeah. So it's so 10, but it's 10 a.m. UK time on Sunday on my Facebook page, which is Nadea Music fantastic okay well look um i've kept you for 23 minutes 23 minutes longer than i said i would um i think you've got what it takes to run a marathon i think we'll talk yeah further. yeah i think so yeah all right like you're gonna put you... me on it you should put me on a 16 week plan okay we just gotta it. find which one though we've got to find out we'll talk behind the scenes and work out a marathon which um would work for you um yeah logistically we can always change it okay. but we'll find one that would work out um, and we'll start good. it at a sensible time. It might not be my best place to start it. It's probably interesting, first of all, to have you go out and just have a little run and see what you can achieve at the moment at some <laughs> point. <laughs> Get a baseline and see if we'll take it from there. 
Let's <laughs> just start from there. You see what we won't talk about that publicly. See what we got. See what we're working. Yeah. Just check if your elbows and knees do snap. But um, okay. So thank you so much again for saying yes when I invaded your Facebook Live and said. Pleasure. Sorry, I couldn't be more runner friendly. Oh no, no, you you've asked great questions, which I'm sure um, will be really popular among so many runners. Um, uh, some great questions, and also it's been delightful having a look down your fantastic musical career as well. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening to my lyrics. I appreciate it. No, I could do nothing but listen to them. Thank you much. I'm going to chuck you down to the lobby for a sec. If you need to disappear, then feel free. I know you're a busy lady, yeah. but if not, I, I will, will come down. You will disappear. <laughs> right, well, no, I'll, I'll see. You. you don't have to wait. It's fine. I understand. Um, yeah. All right. But I've just got to say goodbye yeah. quickly to everyone listening to the podcast. All right. Okay. Thanks, thanks again. Nadea, I said it first time. Right. Thank you very much. Um, Okay, so if you listen to the podcast, I understand you couldn't see what we were seeing on screen. I totally recommend you do um, because uh, the music's great, but the videos were shown as well, um, especially 15 years um, working from early 2000s to currently now, the new uh, Dream Bitches album that's out and the Damon Beckett. It's worth having a look on YouTube or indeed this podcast will be available on YouTube as well. Um, so it's, again, I always recommend watch the live ones on YouTube. Uh, visually, we try and put something in there. Um, so, yeah, thanks very much to uh, Nadea for giving up um, her time. And how busy she is. I do appreciate that. Let me just finish off quickly with a reminder. Let's have a look where we are. Uh, next Thursday, we return to normal time, 8 p.m., June the 18th for Run Chat Live. And that's going to be with women's health physiotherapists Emma Brockwell and Gronia Donnelly, which I'm very excited about. Emma is going to be one of the speakers at Run Chat Live conference 29th, 30th of October in Brighton, UK, if that can all go ahead. Um, and she's going to be speaking about, well, both of them are going to be speaking about the return to running post-pregnancy, which is a guide that they got published in BJSM. Um, something that was very, very necessary, which didn't exist before. It was all a bit what do you do? How many weeks it's supposed to be? What should we look out for? So it's really going to be useful information for both therapists who work with female athletes and female athletes or athletes in general, uh, just to clarify a little bit about guidelines for returning to pregnancy, returning to pregnancy, returning to running post-pregnancy. Um, that's it. Remember as well, one check live tickets are for sale. Do get in there. Your early bird discount finishes, I think, tomorrow. So you can go to RCL2020 eventbrite.co.uk that'll be there right hour and 26 longest one i've done so far but it was very much worth it thanks again adea for your time and guys and girls i will see you hopefully thursday 8 p.m next week take care and thanks as always for listening you're listening to run chat live podcast putting the evidence back into running injury and performance